0: And welcome to Tough as Nails, a podcast centered on the strengths all women possess and using that power to live a fulfilling and rewarding life. My name is Julie Bueno. And I'm Beth Byrne.
1: I'm Corey Masters. And today we are interviewing our very own Julie Bueno.
2: Yay, Julie! Yay!
1: Yay! I know, we're so excited. We have gotten a lot of questions about Julie and we are super excited for you to learn more about her and why we love her so much.
0: Oh, I'm excited to share. (laughs) Julie, so we
2: got to hear a little bit about you in the first episode, but we're really excited to learn more about your your life story and your journey and some of the fun, quirky things about you. Where do you want to start?
0: Oh, boy. That's a great question. Well, I think um, one of the questions that we got was about dating, like how Jake and I met and like how that all happened. Jake and I met in February, or yeah, in February of 2020, and we met on Tinder, uh, <laughs> which is like really common. Like a lot mm-hmm. of my friends are married from Tinder, which is kind of wild to me because prior to me dating uh, Jake and dating, like before we got together, I had never been on dating apps. I know Beth, you you've been on them. I don't know, Corey, have you <laughs> been on? That's how I the met app? my husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: I haven't because I met Mike when I was 18. So I was a baby.
0: <laughs> I was still in high school. You guys met the old fashioned way. <laughs> we did. <laughs> but I was single and I was going to therapy. And one of the things that my therapist told me, she's like, you need to get out there and be dating. You need to be dating. And I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know <laughs> that I want to do all that. And she said, no, it'll help you. And she said, before you start dating, one of the things that you need to do is to make a list of like your must-haves in a partner and like things you won't budge on, like things you won't compromise on. And so I did that. And that was – that was. it's challenging when you have to think about it in terms of that, when you have to write something down. Yeah. So I made my list and – I begrudgingly got on the dating apps. And... <laughs> was that the only uh, app you were on or were you on like a bunch of different I ones? was on, <laughs> okay, so I will say I was on Tinder and what's the other one? Bumble. Nice. It's the same guys. It was the same yeah. guys on both apps. <laughs> like it didn't matter. It didn't matter. The one thing that I liked about Bumble was that you could filter out more, I guess, than you could with Tinder. But I went on... I went on some good dates, you know, nothing ever came of anything really. I went on some bad dates and that <laughs> <laughs> makes for good stories. Um, but Jake and I matched on Tinder and just due to like our scheduling and due to like how things were going at that time, um, we talked uh, through texting and on the app for like two weeks before we actually had our first date just because mm-hmm. of. The timing of everything uh, and our first date was actually on Valentine's Day. Oh, so, wow. Which we, I know, which we didn't like realize until a couple of days before. I think he texted me and he said, oh, that's Valentine's Day. And I was like, well, I was like, it's fine. Like, I don't, whatever. Like, just, let's just not make it a big, a big deal. <laughs> he knew he was like, I'm going to get Right. This he knew what he was doing. <laughs> so we went we went out we had drinks and then I was hungry so I made him go with me to get food Um, and we just had a really really nice time and it was like very easy like it was just easy conversation like nothing felt forced you know we had a lot in common and the stuff that we didn't have in common we know we were interested in each other and one of the things that I think like helped our relationship like start out on the right foot is that we talked about those really awkward things. Like at the beginning, mm-hmm. we didn't like wait, we didn't wait, or we yeah. weren't like nervous to talk. I yeah. mean, I'm sure we were nervous, but we made it a point to talk about, you know, things like politics and religion Mm -hmm. and do you think the earth is flat No, (laughs) know right yeah (laughs) Yeah,
2: no I agree completely I feel like that's one of the best parts of online dating it was for me too like you just kind of put out there all the a lot of the big important things from the very beginning it was exactly my experience as well
0: yeah, yeah. because but- if you don't, then what if it's three months down the line and you're really interested and you maybe start to, like, love this person and then you realize that they do something or believe in something that you're like, Whoa, well, what the heck? Like, <laughs> you can't get past and now you've invested this time and it's like that's a red flag that you maybe should have seen prior if you just would have been up front and asked about it. Yeah. And it would have saved both of you um, some trouble and some time. I yeah. mean,
1: for, for us, it's – for me and Mike – Um, it's kind of funny because we met when we were so young and so many of those things were things we didn't have anywhere near i mean for me i was 18 mike was 22 almost 23 and we never thought about talking about politics and it's funny because we have very different political views and we're always trying to navigate that in like the most respectful and polite way um, so I hope our kids can kind of learn that you can have different views and some things that are not like polarizing opposites, right? Things that you like, the Earth is flat. No, it's round. Like that would be pretty hard to get over <laughs> if Mike kept telling me that the Earth was flat and or that the moon that people never landed on the moon that would drive me crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of funny how I guess when you're older you do really care about those things and you think about them, and when you are just young and thought we were cute yeah that's 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 a really good positive of dating online I guess I never thought about it
0: Uh (laughs) yeah and I think that and you know with us like Jake was like he was on the apps in person like he was the same because I went on one date with a guy who was really really cool to talk to like texting and then in person it was like nothing like there was nothing there would only speak if I spoke first, like didn't oh, ask awkward. any questions. And it was like, who was the guy that I was talking to like on the app? Mm-hmm. It was probably his friend who was answering for him because he didn't know what to say. That You know what, Beth? <laughs> you're probably 100% right. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, yeah. So we, so we, and even still, like we always make it a point to just talk about things from past relationships, both of us learned, you know, what does and doesn't work, and I think we've been able to to use those lessons that we learned, to, you know, to have a better relationship with each other now. So yeah, it's it's funny, like we always say, like we want Tinder to sponsor our wedding when we get married. Like, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Can they yeah. can they pay for the wedding? We tried. E
2: Harmony didn't want to pay for
0: ours. <laughs> they didn't. No. I'm sure they would be. They'd be out of money if they had to pay for all the
2: weddings. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah.
1: How long did you guys date on like Tinder before you got off of it? After you started dating Jake, um,
0: I would, mm, hmm, I would say like Jake was the last date that I had planned before we went on. We went on our date, so I didn't have like any other guys that I was talking to um, once we went out. But I think after like a couple of weeks, we both talked about it. Like, I only want to date you. Like, let's get off the apps. So I would say about two weeks. But during that two weeks, I didn't really get on the apps. I don't know. I just knew there was something about Jake that Aww. I just knew that Aww. I like wasn't interested in like talking to really anyone else yeah. at that point. But that is a good question because yeah. some people stay on the apps.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I. I think like nowadays, we're kind of cynical about love. And we don't really want to admit that yes, we find someone interesting. Um, Were you as a kid, like someone that always thought you would find your true love? Because I was like a total like, Oh, I'm gonna get married and have a bunch of babies type girl since I was born. (laughs) Like you can ask my mom, I was planning my wedding since I was born. So (laughs) I think like we were talking off Offline earlier about how different it is nowadays, and Julie and I are the same age, and it's funny to see how different like we thought about life. Since I don't know how you thought about life when you were little, but that's how I thought about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, my parents were together for like six years before they got married, and they just like got married. Like they were just like, let's go get married. You know, they didn't get engaged; they just did it. And they, not that they were older, but they were in their late twenties when they got married. And so I think like that was like just what I saw growing up, you know, they weren't, they weren't high school sweethearts, you know, they met in their twenties. I think actually my mom was 18 when they met just like you, Corey, (laughs) but you know, that was who I saw as a a couple role model, you know, growing up that you didn't have to, you know, on a timeline, you don't have to go to college and get married out of college. You'll love who you love and it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. So I love that.
2: That was right at, right before the world kind of shut down. So, what was it like dating when you were suddenly in quarantine?
0: Yeah, so I think we've talked. Jake and I have talked about this. I think in a way, it kind of fast tracked things mm-hmm. for us mm-hmm. because, well, we went out for maybe a month before like COVID really did shut things down, and so we were going out, you know, getting drinks, seeing our friends, and then it changed to. Okay, just Jake and I can see each other. Mm -hmm. So I think we were able to spend time with each other like in a different way than we would have if the world had been normal at that time. You know, we um, would go to each other's house and watch movies. That was like right when the time that um, Love is Blind came out. So we like (laughs) binge watched, we binge watched that. And we just did things differently just because we couldn't go out anywhere. You know, we would cook each other dinner Mm -hmm. um, or we would order out and go pick it up and since we couldn't eat out, we'd have to go back to one of our apartments to eat. Uh-huh. I mean, I think Jake saw me like without makeup and like my hair not done a lot quicker than I would have <laughs> liked him, just because of COVID. I mean, just because that's what it was. But I think it it helped us, like I said, help our relationship grow a little bit more because we were we had more of an intimate relationship through our through conversation than we would have if we had been going out with friends and dating like a more traditional way.
2: Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Oh, I know you guys are so cute <laughs> together. I know. You're a vegan.
2: Julie is Jake vegan also.
0: So Jake, I would say Jake is dairy free. Okay. So I like officially went vegan at the beginning of last year. So January, 2021. But prior to that, I would say I was mostly vegetarian I think it was my freshman year of high school that I stopped eating red meat. It just like always upset my stomach and it just made me feel sick. And since then, I would eat like fish and chicken and turkey, like in moderation, but not a lot. I have fibromyalgia. And one of the things that can trigger it is the food that you eat. So my friend um, is a PA and she said, do a food allergies test and see maybe something that you're eating is triggering your flare ups. So I did that. And unfortunately, cow's milk, eggs, and yogurt <laughs> were my top three food allergies. No. Uh, I know. It was, it was kind of a bummer because I love cheese and I love eggs. So, like, I gradually phased it out and then went full vegan at the beginning of last year. And honestly, like, I feel so much better. I, it's, it's wild that what we put into our bodies can affect so much. Yeah. And, and when I did it, I told Jake, like, I'm doing this. You're free to do whatever you want and he was like, "Well, I'll do it with you. Like I'll do it with you." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> like that's, that's a so that's a big commitment. Yeah. But so yeah, I would say that he's like dairy-free. He he has like a turkey sandwich for lunch, but he uses like vegan cheese. Um and if we go out somewhere, he'll eat whatever he wants. Yeah. But I'm I'm pretty strictly vegan. I've cheated a couple of times and paid for it, so <laughs> it's it's just in my best interest not to it's cheat. Not worth it. Yeah. It's Uh, not worth it. What food allergy test did you take? Was it one of the ones you do online or did you go through the doctor? Just the one of the ones online, uh, Everly Well. Everly Well. You just like, you drop your blood. (laughs) Like you pick your finger and you drop your blood. It's pretty interesting because it tests like over 100 different foods. And you have like high, mild, and low sensitivities to food. So like even my middle ones was like specifically mozzarella cheese, lamb. Oh, and something else. And then like the lower ones, beef was on there, chicken was on there. So it's like, okay, so my body did have a reaction to those foods and not eating them. Yeah, I really do feel a lot better. But I will say <laughs> vegan does not mean healthy. <laughs> uh, I mean, like we we still have snacks and we eat junk food and, you know, we, we're not just eating fruits and vegetables. Like we make things and just sub out with vegan cheese or sub out with vegan meat so <laughs> it's still didn't you
1: tell me oreos are vegan too oreos are vegan yes which is so good <laughs>
2: oh. well and there's so much more available now i feel like than there was 10 years ago in the grocery store in terms of substitute cheese products and
0: oh yeah like even um I mean, we mainly shop at sprouts and target but i follow a lot of vegan um, accounts on instagram and walmart sells it sam's costco they all sell vegan products because a lot of people i think do like one meat free day a week or they'll they'll do like vegan at home but if they eat out they eat whatever they want so i think it's just a way for people to you know be a little bit health conscious and and be a little bit mindful about what they're eating without fully committing to it because it is a i mean it is a commitment <laughs> I don't know
2: that I could do it. I mean, I've gone to practically vegan breakfast and lunch, but that's so I can eat whatever junk I want at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the ice cream, all the Andes concretes I want.
0: Oh, Andes. Yeah. Yeah. Ice cream is probably the one thing that I miss the most because I used to eat ice cream a lot. And the vegan ice cream is fine. It's just, it's not the same. No. It's it's really not. And I miss Brahms. Like, I miss mm-hmm. Brahms ice cream. Andy's. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, you'll have to share some good vegan recipes, your favorite vegan recipes. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. I'll have to post them and yeah. let you all know.
2: Yeah. Cause we mm. make,
0: we, there's a lot of good sites that, and we've modified them, you know, we like, oh, we like this one, but we don't want to add that, or we right. add in something different or add vegan right. meat to something that doesn't have it in. So.
2: And you mentioned fibromyalgia. What's it like living with that? Do you have a lot of daily pain or issues that you struggle with?
0: Um, I used to. I mean, there would be days that it would be a struggle to get out of bed. Just for me, it's in my legs. So like my legs, I always tell people that it feels like when you were a kid and had growing pains. That's what it feels like pretty much all the time. Uh, it's, it's lessened now, but... Fibromyalgia is also a diagnosis that you get when they've ruled out other diagnoses. So it's like an exclusionary diagnosis. So they've said it's not this, 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 and this. Okay, you have fibromyalgia. So there's no real cure for it. Everybody kind of, it affects differently. Mine is triggered when it's cold outside or when it rains. That's when mine kind of flares up. But being on the vegan diet and I've noticed like working out also um, helps keep the pain levels down. Like now that we're talking about it, my legs hurt because I'm thinking about it. So it's like one of those like chronic pain things or so if somebody has chronic pain, they know like, oh, your neck always hurts. And you just kind of learn to deal with it. And you don't really think about it until you think about your neck hurting. And you're like, oh, yeah, my neck hurts. Yeah,
1: (laughs) definitely. And how old were you when you started showing symptoms and when you started seeking help? Uh, I was probably 25. Yeah,
0: it was probably five or six years ago.
2: And you were only diagnosed more recently, right? So you lived with that just not knowing for a long time.
0: Yeah, just not knowing and not really having any way to manage it. I mean, they they gave me medicine, but it didn't help. And I didn't want to be taking a pain pill every day of my life, you know, for the rest of my life. And the, the, the diet signif- has significantly changed it. I also see a chiropractor, and that helps tremendously. I don't really like taking medicine. Uh, I don't want to be taking medicine to correct something forever. Um, the only thing I have is my inhaler for my asthma. <laughs> yeah. I
2: know you love to exercise on your Peloton. Has that helped your leg pain, or is that hard for you having leg pain? And I mean, I just can't imagine if my legs hurt. I, the last thing I'd want to do is get on a bike.
0: <laughs> uh, it does help. I would say, like when I'm not working out, I notice that they there's more pain. I don't know if there's the correlation. I don't know if they're the, my muscles are being used less, so the pain intensifies. I'm not sure where that, that correlation lies, but I do feel better when I'm able to work out. I think that also might help me sleep better, so then my body is more rested. So I'm sure it all kind of correlates together, working out, sleeping better, feeling better.
2: That makes sense. I always see you posting these amazing milestones. I'm so impressed by your dedication to the Peloton <laughs>
0: Yeah. It having, well, before I got the Peloton, I did work out. It would just be like very hit or miss having it at home. And I know Corey has one too. It does make it easier. I mean, there's no, Oh, Corey's giving me (laughs) a silly face. There is no like for, for me at least it's always here. I'm not worried about making a class time or having to come home real quick and change my clothes and go to class or, If the instructor isn't my favorite, but that's the only class I can go to, it's like, uh, okay. But having it at home, it's like, oh, okay. Like today I worked out on my lunch break or I can get up early tomorrow and work out. I can wait till I get home or I can just choose not to work out. And that's okay too, because that, that does happen. I just don't feel like it.
2: (laughs) Some days are just like that.
0: Some days, the other day, I just came home and took a bath instead, and I sat in the bath for way too long yeah. instead of working out, and that was – I needed that just as much as I needed to work out.
2: <laughs> I know what you mean. I got home today, and I, there were so many things I needed to do, and I just wanted to lay on my bed for 30 minutes
0: because I was tired. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, and I think that's what we need to do if that's what our body is telling us to do.
2: Yeah, yeah. Not Not pushing yourself too hard. Yeah, I'm sure you've had to learn – when you've had enough and when your body needs the rest so that you're not pushing yourself too much. Very good. So something else that is one of my favorite Julie stories is watching you go through your education path or process. or I don't know a better way to say it, but (laughs) that's something that has been happening really since I knew you the second half of that. So tell us a little bit or tell our listeners a little bit more about um, kind of how you got to where you are now, because you're one of the few people that I know that's actually using their degree, which is awesome. And so I love how all that work that you put in over the course of many years really took you to where you could use your education.
0: Yeah. So initially out of high school, I went to college for advertising and I did that for about a year. Um, I was an advertising major and then I had my English professor. I think it was the, towards the end of the, my first year and I was in, you know, comp two. And I wrote a paper and at the, there was no notes from him on the whole paper. And at the very end of the paper, all, all it said was come see me after class. And I was like, oh, oh boy. Like, okay, (laughs) what's this going to be about? And he said, what's your major? And I said, advertising. He was like, no, you need to be an English major. You need to switch your major. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, the writing level in your paper is like way beyond all your classmates. He was like, you know what you're doing. Like, I didn't have any comments. That's why there's no comments on here. And he was like, I really think you should think about it. I think you're a very good writer. And he was like, it's something that, you know, I'm happy to talk with you more about or like talk to an advisor and see if you can switch because I think you would really excel. And I was like, okay. And I thought about it and I didn't do it. <clears throat> I was like, maybe I can do it as a minor. And then, like, the next year happened and it was literally the first day of class. I was sitting in one of my advertising classes and she pulled out the syllabus and started going over what we were going to be learning throughout the semester. And I just wasn't interested. Like something in my brain just like was like,
2: "Mm,
0: no, it's not what I want to do. So like I left that class and went and made an appointment with the advisor and I did switch to English. And that really was like the best the best choice that I made. Um, I love to read. and I love to write. And so I'm glad I did switch. However, during my senior year of college, my parents moved back to California and I decided I, I would stay. And then I realized that that was a dumb choice. And so I moved out (laughs) to California with them because why would I live in Oklahoma when I could live in California? Doing that, though, I did have to find a school that would take a senior transfer student with all of my credit hours. And I ended up um, getting accepted to Arizona State because they had a low minimum credit hours from that university to graduate from there. You only had to have 30 hours to graduate from there at the time. And I went online, which was kind of like a new... Newer thing that was because this was in 2013. Oh wow, that this happened. Yeah. So I I finished my undergrad degree all online from ASU. I've been on campus twice, <laughs> uh, once for graduation and once for an alumni event. And it is a beautiful campus. It's it's gorgeous. I think a lot of people even now don't know that online school is a thing and it's just as credible and just as difficult as traditional live in-person, you know, university. So that, that kind of like sparked something, you know, in me, like I liked helping people learn. And so um, in 2016, I went back to school to get my master's degree at OU in instructional design, which is like the backside of teaching. So that all kind of, flows into each other so we work with anyone and help them make training because you can be an amazing person at what you do and you just need help to teach it and that's where we come in so instructional designers work in all sorts of companies and all different specialties and all different industries to help those people make training for either their internal clients or for people who use their products so and a lot of that is done online through online training which I really enjoy. And yeah, I am using my degree and it is something <laughs> that, that I enjoy doing that I want to do. And Corey, you're right. Not a lot of people go to you know, school and end up doing what they went to school for. Yeah. And so I, I, I feel fortunate that I am able yeah. was able to do that. I think there's so many people that
1: just don't know what their passion is. Um, and that have interest but don't find something that they see themselves doing for the rest of their life and doing doing it happily. Um, and I love that you are able to do that because it's so important to be happy and to love what you do and and do it with passion because then it shows, especially in the education field, you want people to to get a good benefit from what you're doing. And I love that.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the things is, like, we are so young when we go to college. We're Mm -hmm. only 18. And, I mean, I went back to school at 25, and that's still young to know what you want to do. And I don't think that you necessarily need to know what you want to do when you're 18. If you choose not to go to college, that's okay. That's a big decision that you're making that can affect the rest of your life, and it's not something that, I don't know. There's a lot of pressure on kids, I feel like, to make that decision at an yeah. early age. Oh, Definitely. Yeah.
1: I mean, I didn't
0: um I didn't go to school
1: because we were I was growing around the world and it was hard at the time to find like you said a online school that would allow me to do something because I had a foreign high school diploma from Argentina and I lived in Italy and I didn't have any high school credits from there. So it was really hard at the time. So I just went to, I did an online school for photography, which wasn't a college degree, but it was what I loved to do. And then I kind of found my own path in life with a job that didn't need a degree, that's still a really good job. And I really love what I do. Um, and I just happened to get connected with good people at a good time in my life. So sometimes networking, when you don't have a per se passion, Can allow you to do a job that is not what you envision, but that will pay the bills and still allow you to do all the other things you want to do in your life. Um, But yeah, it's so hard when you see kids that are pushed to go to school just to go to school and be in debt and then not even use their degree. It just breaks my heart.
2: Yeah, absolutely. My stepson just graduated high school and then my oldest is going to be a senior this year. And that's what everybody asks, what are you going to study in school? Where are you going? There's so much pressure and so much conversation tied around that. And um, I think you know, uh, different things work for different people. And, you know, my son knows he wants to do something in computers and engineering. And and to do that, you really do need to go to school. And so it makes sense for him. But, you know, I, I went to college for about a year and I dropped out and I've never regretted it. Like Corey, I found something that I love that didn't require a degree and I don't have a lot of debt, which I'm thankful for. I don't have any school debt. What little um, schooling I did was actually paid for by grants from the state of California, which I was very fortunate to get. So yeah, I think you're right. There's a lot of stress on kids today.
1: And there's so many options that you can do that can be a trade school as well. Or I mean, my husband is a pilot. You don't need a high, a, diploma, like uh, you need a high school diploma, but you don't need a a college degree. And there's trade schools. I mean, in our industry, new home building, we see it every single day how it how much it's needed. Um, So yeah, we there's the, the book that we one of the books we talked about in our first episode, the house that she built talks about trade schools and all the options for even girls that we don't even think about that are possible out there. So Yeah, I encourage anyone to research and not just be stuck on college for sure.
0: Um, I think also one of the hardest things is when you're done with school, like the free time. Like now, I mean, I've been out of school now for whatever, three and a half years. But like still somewhere in the back of my mind, it's like, "Mm, do I need to read? Like, do I need to do something? (laughs) Like, do I have a paper due? Because that's what your life is for 20 years, 20 plus years, like school, 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 school. And then now it's like, oh, no, I can just watch TV. I can, just, <laughs> I can read a book that I want to read. I can read articles that I want to read that nobody is telling me what to do, which is, I think, the best part of being done with school.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. So, Julie, with all your free time, you shared with us in our first episode, A Guilty Pleasure. What would be another guilty pleasure for your spare time?
0: Oh. So I hate that I like it, but I love like trash reality TV. Yes,
1: another one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it too. I hate I hate that I love it, but I love it. Um, like I think the most recent one I watched was Selling Sunset. Oh, I love that one. Love is Blind, we watched that yeah, too. <laughs> love Love Island, the US version. I haven't seen the UK version. <laughs> we used to watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, but that just got I don't know. I can't watch it anymore. Like it's too cringy for me now. It's too <laughs> fake. But I do love and I'll watch like a I can watch maybe like four episodes, but then I need something like wholesome yeah or like a script <laughs> or i need something scripted like that has a point because i can only handle about three or four episodes at a time and then i, I need a movie <laughs> or something <laughs> i do too i love trashy reality
1: tv too and weird documentaries i mean
0: oh yeah uh, we've been on a documentary kick a little bit recently too mainly like true crime which i feel like is what every white woman says but alas here we are it's they're great. It's great. People are crazy. Well,
2: it's been so fun getting to hear more about you and your journey, Julie. And thank you for allowing us to interview you as our special guest today. Thanks, to everybody, for listening to the show. And if you have any questions for Corey, before long, we'll be recording an episode all about Corey. So start sending in your questions about Corey. You can email us on our podcast email, which we'll include in the show notes. And we look forward to hearing from y'all.
0: Thank you all so much for listening. You can keep up with us on social media at Tough Nails Pod on both Instagram and Facebook. You can also send us an email at toughestnailspod at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.